Ten toes down, I'll be free to the end Crib outside the city, I don't feel safe in my ass Took so many years, I'm just waiting for the wins I'm in debt to no one but the one who took my sins I do it for real, there's no reason to pretend If I do it once, I do it again Add it up, add it up, bankroll, bankroll, euro, euro, peso, peso, add it up, add it up. I'm just doing me, everything is on me, oh you matter what, add it up. Man, what it do, man? This is your boy. I'm back again with a back-to-back -back show, man. I don't do these too often, but you know what I'm saying? I'm on a quarantine chill. So anyway, I got my boy Cornbread on, man, and, and we talking about we talking about cancer culture, man. So you know what I'm saying? Share this like it you know it don't take that long to share just hit the share real quick you know what i'm saying and we gonna talk about you know what i'm saying you know this i guess it's like a part two part three of hip-hop or whatever but that's what's popping right now and i got a a dope beaumont artist who rap produce do his own video you do your own videos too huh yeah i just did the latest one that just mm -hmm. came out yep he do his own videos and everything man self-made so you know what I'm saying? I'm chopping it up with Cornbread. He's been on the show a good three, four times already, so y'all already know how it goes. What's good, man? What's up with your main shit? I'm just chilling. You know, What's the day been looking like for you? What's the day been looking like? Uh, I've been uh making my rounds with this song that I got out in this video, and uh, to me, I, I think it's a good thing because it's making people look at me different in a different light. I mean, for some reason. Really? I think I think it's because my I think it's because of my harsh uh, criticism towards the sound of music today. Mm. So people, when they listen to my music, they say, oh, he a, he a old school rapper or he's a 90s rapper, forgetting <laughs> that I'm an MC. And mm -hmm. if you know anything about MCs. MCs can possess the power to be rappers. They can pretty much do anything when you put a microphone in front of them. Mm -hmm. And that's what I am. So, nigga, please is just an example of I can take a beat that's within the frequency of the music you listen to and I can destroy it. Mm -hmm. I see that. Name, you, name some of your favorite MCs. My favorite MCs, uh, I could give you my top five off the top of the head. Uh, number one is Rakim Allah. Number two is Brad Jordan, a.k.a. Scarface. Number three is Tupac Amaru Shakur. Number four is Nasir Jones. And number five is Andre 3000. Mm. That's a tough five right there. Yeah, well, actually, the, the uh, two through... Two through four, Nas, Scarface, and Tupac. When you put those three together, you get cornbread. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. those are the three. Those are the three that I pull from. You know, I pull Nas wit and the lyricism. Tupac Shakur work at Scarface's storytelling ability and the ability to be so vivid. <laughs> Ken. You get let me shout out to my boy Ken right quick, but his list right now, he just named it is embarrassing bro <laughs> i ain't gonna lie future little that must be the worst five future little b mike jones powwow and tiger yeah that's probably the worst five in hip-hop <laughs> future future is not even a rapper i don't know what future is i don't know what he is either but he's not a rapper because he don't rap so yeah. and, and that's another misconception that 
I, I'm glad that I'm on this platform and I'm glad people watching so that we can clear it up. Rap stands for Rhythmic American Poetry. Rhythm and blues is rhythm and blues, mm -hmm. meaning singing. So if people are singing, that's not rap music. He's not a rapper. He's a singer. I ain't never heard Future spit no bars, ever. I only heard him sing. What about so Bone? I can't play. What about who? What about Bone? Was that singing or harmonizing? What do you, what do you consider that? Bone was rapping, but they was infusing harmonies with what they were doing because, okay, let's take, because I'm a Bone fan. I love Bone Thugs and Harmony. And yeah. recently, and e let's take East 99 Eternal, the album, for an example. Okay. On that, on that album, how many songs were they flat out just singing all the way through? I remember Buddha Lovers, and yeah, I remember... That's the jam. Mm -hmm. And they got another one called Me Killer. It was kind of like an interlude. Yeah, yeah. It was short. Yeah, yeah, Me Killer. Yeah, that was just like, yeah, that's like, yeah, they but were rapping on that. They was just like harmonizing on that one. Right. But everything else, Me Killer they was rapping. Everything else, they were rapping. And we never got it confused saying that, oh, them niggas, some singers. No, they just used harmony within their flows, within their rap style. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's, you know, I can't. And, and another thing, this generation loves to compare uh, their artists to our artists. Yeah. But you, you can't compare a Bentley and a Honda. <laughs> you comparing this generation to a Honda? Uh, I mean, uh, musically, that's what I compare them to, because the quality has been piss poor. <laughs> Why hasn't it been anybody of this generation that has released a classic album in the last 10 years? I ask people, I say name one if it is. And they can't name one. And they can't name one. And the reason why they can't name one is because the artists that they listen to don't have the mental capacity to create a classic song, let alone a classic album. These dudes do more drugs than the pharmacy. Mm. I'm trying to think of they had some good albums, but I'm trying to think like it's just a classic album because my class one of some of my classic albums is like in the 90s, maybe early 2000s. But, you know, my generation a little older, but I'm trying to give this generation a little credit to see that who had a classic. Other than Kendrick Lamar, other than Kendrick Lamar, good kid, Mad City, there has been no other from and I'm talking about from somebody who's come out in the last 10 years. Okay, my boy Terry say his top five, Pimp C, Scarface, Rakim, Tupac, and Ice Cube. Yeah, I, I rock with that list. I, he know what real music is. I like that list. Yeah, that's my, that's big bro Terry, man. You know what I'm saying? So I think Cube is very underrated though, man. I think, you know, a lot of people need to give Cube his flowers, man. They be thinking about the art, like the movies now, but I mean, Cube, man, he was writing all NWA stuff, you know what I'm saying? Ice uh, Cube was the first West Coast rapper to receive five mics with his first solo album. Uh, what was that, Source Award, five mics? I mean, the Source no, Magazine? Back in, yeah, back when the Source Magazine was big. Mm -hmm. This, is, of course, was in the 90s. 
when he mm-hmm. released his first album, he got five mics. And he's the only, I believe he's the only, and that's a shame because it's that West Coast had more classics than America's most wanted. But the truth of the matter is, he, um, he did receive five mics. And not only that, Ice Cube is a phenomenal writer and a rapper himself. I mean, no Vaseline. No Vaseline, killed him. No Vaseline, like, you know, Ice Cube is, is yeah, he deserves to be on a lot of people's top. He's in my top 10. He's just not in my top five. He's in my top 10 for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, um, speaking of, like, the verses, you know what I'm saying? You had the the Jadik, the Jadikus. You had the Locks versus Dipset. A lot of people... A lot of people now they're trying to give Jada credit, uh, and but you know a lot of people don't realize you know Jada Kiss was really rapping some of Sheik Luke and Styles P verses. He was just so lit, he was just rapping they part too, and they was just keeping the camera on him. But I was like, he was rapping. I'm like, damn, that's that's Style P verse. But a lot of people didn't realize that because Jada Kiss was just so animated and he was so lit up that night. He was just rapping. His homies verses and shit like that, but you know what I'm saying. I think a lot of people now realize Jada Kiss is Jada Kiss. You know what I'm saying. I've been I've been rocking Jada Kiss since uh uh what was that song? Uh, Knock yourself out. You know what I'm yeah. saying. I used to jam that with Jamie Foxx in the video and everything. Well, I'm gonna say this. Uh, I love verses the other night. It was the best one I ever watched. It's the best one I ever watched. I ain't gonna lie. Not to cut you off, but uh, uh, Rosalind said her five is Pac, J, M, Wayne, and Pimp C. Rosalind, she be she be heavy on the music. I give her credit. She be heavy on the music. Uh, that's a that's a cool that's a cool list. I mean, I, out of the five, I only don't listen to one. So yeah, that's, that's that's cool. You know what I'm saying? And no problem. Okay. Hey, Amy. What's up, Amy? A Jeter. Amy. Amy. How are you? A Jeter. That's that's my classmate, Amy. How you doing? Yeah. Uh, the verses was good. Uh, what I wanted to say was that the bigger uh point that came out of verses is two points really. Uh, the first one I'm gonna talk about what you was talking about. It's a lot of people that don't know what hip hop is, and you could tell by Jada just now getting his flowers for verses when he's been killing shit for the last 20 years. Exactly, bro. Since like 2099 or something like that. Right. So it's a lot of people that don't know what hip-hop is, and I keep trying to explain to people. Hip-hop is not about the cars, the jewelry, the clothes. It is about skill. And that's what you saw at Versus. You saw skill versus swag. And swag only look swag only looks good, but it ain't as good as skill. Yeah. Skill they, they, they didn't even come out with the swag. They came out lazy. I thought Dipset came out very lazy. You know, Dipset, had, Dipset had records that they didn't even perform. I said, I man, know. why didn't yeah. they why didn't they do this song? Why didn't they do this song? Why didn't they do this song? Mm-hmm. I, I don't. 
I don't know. Uh, I keep seeing the comments. Uh, one guy said that uh, a certain artist is not top 50. And I have to agree with that because that artist is the most insignificant person in hip hop history. Okay, shout out, to, shout out to my girl Mary. She got a Lil Wayne, Kendrick Lamar, Ghostface, Nas, Rakim, Eminem, and Big. I rock with everybody except for the first person she named. I like, Lil Wayne she named. I like Lil Wayne before his half turned gold. But can't nobody name me. Can't nobody name a classic album that he made. Because uh, when you make a when you make a list of great rappers, like my rap, okay, the top three that I have: Pop, Scarface, Nas. All three of those artists have classic albums under their belt. I like Nas' new album too. His new album, Jam. I love his new album. His new album is shit. Hard with that pressure song. That's oh man. Thing, man, the one the one I love is the one with Lauren Hill, and that's the oh. one ain't nobody talking about. Hey, you know what? I was driving yesterday, and you know, what I'm saying I was like focused on the road and thinking, and then his song with Lauren Hill popped up, and the female that was rapping in my head, I say, okay, I thought it was uh, I forgot her name. I thought it was Rhapsody? another chick. Yeah, you thought I it was Rhapsody. I thought that was her, and then when and I, I got that too. I heard that yeah. Lauren Hill at the end. I said, hold on, that was Lauren Hill? I said, hold on, I got to go back and replay that, man. Because I said, I don't know who she is. I think that's Rhapsody, but she wrecking. And then I said, and then I heard him say Lauren Hill. I said, oh, shit, let me go play that back again. Lauren Hill was trying. Lauren Hill, had, she had something on her chest, though, when you listen to the lyrics. Yeah, man. And I, I said, you know, I listened to it today, and I'm saying, man, I'm saying to myself, like, She's still ice water after 20 something. She needs to come out with an album. She needs to. I hope she do. I hope she pulled the floor from all of these female rappers. I hope we talk about that later too. But I hope she come back and pull the floor from all of these female rappers who are currently in position. Rosalind. I hope we we talk about that. Yeah, we're going to talk about Rosalind. You're right. Cam upset me. He came out lazy. He can't, he should have came out with the, the with the pink fur and, and played I really mean it and just started off just like that because Dipset came just with they was ready. They was ready for war. So who made they who made they playlist? I don't know who made they playlist. It was bad, dog. It was a bad playlist. I ain't gonna lie to you, it was horrible. It was terrible. And then they I think they even played a new song in there, and I was like, that sound new. Cause I never heard it before. I was a little upset. Like, what are they doing? I was upset they didn't have Jr. Wright and Hell Real up there too. Um, Upset on that. They got some. I like they. To me, they was the hardest spitters on Dipset though. I never did get into them. I I just, I just kept my focus on Cam, Jimmy, and and Jewels. But that that versus battle, I'm, I'm. my favorite moment of that night was Jim Jones went to the crowd and this guy put the chain on his neck. And when that happened, I heard one of the locks say, yo, that's mad corny or something like that. And I'm saying to myself, the chain not going to make you rap better. The chain not going to make you win. Mm -hmm. You know, and you in New York and, you know, I'll do respect to New York, but 
Shout you out know, to New York. York ain't the, New York ain't the place you want to flash too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Jim, Jim stay in some. Uh, he stay in some 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 shit. So okay, my boy, like, no, he put on he put on that chain, and and I and and I thought that was just like a that was like a master in theatrics right there. Like let me let me put on this chain, and, and but it didn't matter at the end of the day because skill prevailed at the end of the day. You agree, with, you agree with my boy Terry saying the best rapper is from New Orleans is mystical. The best rapper from New Orleans is mystical. Uh, mm, yeah, I, I, I say I say yeah, but he shared with with uh, I'm gonna say he shared with with Mr. Magnolia Slim, Soldier Slim, and and uh and Fiend. I like Fiend. Just the womp womp. I like Fiend yeah, first album. Yeah. It was straight. Yeah. Uh, I, like I like the Fiend, man. Fiend was straight, though. Fiend was something else. Yeah. Hey, Rosalind, you right. Joels and Wayne, they did have I Can't Feel My Face. Yeah, that was a nice mixtape. I ain't gonna lie. I'm gonna give I'm gonna keep real. I thought that was a great mixtape, though. You know what I'm saying? I'm uh, listening to Noise Pollution. Lauren Hill and Alicia Keys is Mary's favorite. Okay. All right. Hey, you know what? A lot of people don't know. I think state property would have been a better matchup. State property? I don't think they all get along. Uh because they, they, you always see them separate. I don't I don't know if they do. I know, I know all they're going on tour. They going on tour with Dipset and on uh, the locks. I don't oh, know. All. Yeah, I don't know who all from state prop going on that tour with them. But they go on. It's all three of them, though. That's not a bad little show to go to. Sound yeah. like I mean, yeah. I actually, wish they would come here. Actually, they go to Austin, Houston, and Dallas. Ooh. So you know Ooh. they gonna be in Texas might, might be able they might be able to go to that, catch that Houston one. You know what I'm saying? What about Amy? Say what about Juvie? Uh. I just posted. I, like, I mean, I still jam four hundred degrees. So. I just I just posted a lyric on on my page. You know what I'm saying? The, until then, we gonna be thugging behind the project building. <laughs> that's off that juke, man. That's my joint right that's there. That's like right one of my there. favorite songs. I'm I'm for that, that that album there was. I'm bumping that now. That's one of my top five albums. My top five right there. It, it definitely is on that list of best albums ever made. You know what I'm saying? I, I definitely yeah, give it. That came out what, 98, 99? Uh, it came out at the end of 98. I remember uh, I remember buying it. This was before it really just blew, blew. Before it yeah, blew yeah. up really, blew before really before big. Put, uh, before they put the back the thing up on there. Yeah, well, back that thing up was already on there. It just wasn't the single yet. Yeah, it wasn't a single yet. That's what I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Once, once they promoted that single, it was like bam, it was over. You know, so you can still just back that thing up. It's a rap. Shit, that song right there should make him money till he die if he got the rights to it. If he got the uh, publishing to it. Mm, that's a great question. Yeah, that's if he got the publishing to it, that song should forever make him. That song is forever getting that shit song should always get played in the club, man. For real though. Oh, if, yeah, that flow, I know do. if that flow drop play back that thing up, I bet people hit that flow. 
Yeah, I mean that that's how it was when it first came out. It was like a re, it, it was like a reaction thing when it came out, you know. It was like almost you had to damn near get out the way cuz you knew all the females was going to run to the dance floor when that song came on. And that's what happened every time it came on. So, yeah, rising the first artist from Cash Money I heard was BG when he had the album cover with the bullets raining down with the blue bandana. I was like, who is my my Chopper City? Yeah, Chopper City, my boy Ernest Foster um, put me on to that. You know what I'm saying? We was in, I don't know what store we was in, but he showed. I was like, man, who was Cuz? I was like, what? He had the bullets and he had the blue bandana and shit. I said, who was Cuz like that? He's like, hey, that's BG from New Orleans. I said, okay, all right. That's when I first paid attention to him, though. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where Memphis Bleak at. Jay-Z did say he was going to forever take care of Memphis Bleak. Maybe he doing that. Maybe Bleak just lazy or something and he just chilling. Memphis Bleak somewhere chilling. He's somewhere chilling. <laughs> he waiting for Jay Z to do another tour. No, something like that. You know how that is, or whatever. But Bleak has been quiet. But you know what? A lot of people, how they give. When I, I want to uh, go back to the state prop. The reason why? Because him and Jada, they had that battle back in the days. That's one of the best battles ever. And I ain't gonna lie. To be honest with you, I lean that a little bit towards Beans. I thought Beans won that battle. All y'all got to do is go on YouTube, type in Jada Kiss versus Beans. They go show like 12 minutes of their songs with they did against each other. The performances on stage and y'all just say who y'all think won that. But I go back and forth a little bit, but majority, I thought Beans kind of won that, to be honest with you. To be honest with you, I really couldn't call that one because Jada was serious. Beans was serious. Mm. I, I, I like that. That's a great. I like it. I loved it, but I, I couldn't call who won it or who lost. And it kind of fizzled out. Matter of fact, it's a video that explains the backstory on how it started and all that too. Yeah. If you can, yeah. if you can watch that video, you'll learn about how it really started. Really, it started between Jada Kiss and Jay Z. But Jay Z felt like, uh, you know, I, I'm too big to battle you, so I'ma send this guy to battle. Beans the <laughs> battle. Yeah, yeah Beans was hard, man. Beans got one of the hardest songs I ever heard. What's your life like? If y'all go, y'all go, go to. His, I think it's off his first album. He got a song. What's your life like? That song is beyond. Real man, I swear that's you one of the first album? You say that's on his first album? I think it's on his first album. What's your life like? You know, that song is that song hard. I'm talking about the beat hard, the lyrics hard. He's talking about jail. He's talking about all kind of things. Man, that song is beyond hard though. You my my favorite album, my favorite album from Beanie Siegel is the Becoming. It's something that, about that the one something the about that album. album. Yeah, it's something about that album. I don't know why. I don't know if it was because of what I was doing in my life at that point, but I popped that album in and I let it ride. And you can honestly let that album ride. Like, I don't, you know, I know his first album, I heard a couple of songs. His second album, I heard that all the way through and I felt like it was all right. But by the time he got to the Becoming, mm -hmm. He got a song with he got a song with Scarface. Him and Scarface go back to back, and every time yeah, I listen, that's to on that, the second album. That's on the second album. Oh, that's on the second one. 
Yeah, that's, that's I, every the time I listen to that song, I try to think who had the hardest verses on that, and I think it's a draw on that. I ain't gonna lie, cause they both was going hard, man. Yeah, man. Yo, Mary, these is actually not shades. These actually are prescribed glasses. They just got the shades on there. Shout out to my one of my idols back in the game, Dwayne Wayne. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, that's what they remind me of. That's what I was they, gonna say. They, they remind me. I can't yeah. see what I'm asking, so they got to be prescribed and stuff like that. But um, my boy, Big Bro Terry say, who do you think is the most overrated rapper in the game? Uh, Right now? It's a lot. It's, it's a lot of them because uh, I want to say uh, 98% of what is played on radio, uh, 100% of what is played in clubs because it's – Music, this music thing is is subjective to who listens to what. Yeah. So I can go outside and I can see somebody older and they're going to still be talking about the 90s. But then I could talk to somebody younger and they're going to be talking about today. So everybody, everybody got their picks and their choices. Now, mm -hmm. if you ask me, I'm going to say 100% of what's on radio and 100% of what's played in the club is extremely overrated. Because it is not music, it is noise pollution. It's a bunch of people yeah. that's just making like, weird sounds and weird noises. Yeah, it's and mosquito. It's, got a mosquito. I be calling that a mosquito flow, man. They sound all mosquitoy and, and and stuff like. And, know, and the dudes <laughs> sounding softer than the girls, and, and they singing, and they <laughs> soft, and they emotional, and they all in feelings. And I'm I'm listening to it like, what is this? Like, this is not even. <laughs> You know, it's a it's a shame to call it rap. It's disrespect to call it R and B because they're not really singing. Not yeah. <laughs> so it, it it just turns out to be noise pollution. And then at the end of the day, when you sift through the lyrics and you understand what these people are saying, they are saying basically this is the agendas going on in rap music right now. Let's just go on and put it out there. The agendas in rap music right now is to incarcerate as many young black men as they can by using this so-called gangster rap as the tool. The music that's about guns, drugs, and death. Guns, drugs, and death. Repeat. That's all they talking about. And that's what's being done. Now and on the female Now let's talk about the female side of the agenda. The female side of the agenda right now is making it all right for girls to be proud hoes because all the female rappers are preaching prostitution. You know what I'm saying? So that is to that is done being done to break down the black family. Mm. If the boys are in jail and the girls are being hoes sleeping with everybody, you can't have a black family. And yeah. that's the truth. And that's what the music is doing. That's why I equate it to stupidity. That's why I equate it to ignorance. Because that's what it is. And the rappers that people should be paying attention to is the rappers that don't nobody talk about. The Rhapsodies, the Nas, mm -hmm. the Kendrick Lamar's, the, you know, Toby, uh, you know, if it's mm -hmm. even down to the underground like DeLorean, artists like myself. Artists like a K Reno, artists like um, you know, it's a bunch of it's a bunch of good different hip hop artists, but they mainly like underground. You gotta go look for their music, but it's yeah. out there. 
Good even music big, is hot, yeah. Or even you Big know. Crit. Shout out to Big Crit. That's my um Yeah, I love Big Crit. Artist Layton. Lay low. I love Big Crit. He's he's on my top favorite list right now. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I love Big Crit. You know. Love his music. Yeah. Uh what do you think since we talking about cancel culture, you know what I'm saying? They've been trying to cancel a few artists. One of my favorite artists, I'm not even gonna lie, he's one of my favorite artists, Tory Lanez. They've been trying to cancel him. You know, the baby, they've been trying to cancel him. What do you think about the baby? He's been losing a, a lot of money. He Austin Festival just canceled him. He didn't got canceled from uh, about 10 festivals right now, millions of dollars he didn't lost. What you think okay. about that? Well, let's start at the beginning. Uh, let me say this first and foremost. I am not and never will I be a fan of baby's music because I don't like it. Now, that's first and foremost. Let's get that on out the way. All right. Now, what he said at the show, when, when I heard it, I felt like there was somebody in the industry who is seeing the same thing that I'm seeing. And that's basically... <laughs> These people pushing off their lifestyle on straight people and children. Let me let me take you back here. Let me deviate for a second. Yeah. I was in I was in Target in the month of June in Houston, mm -hmm. and I'm walking out of Target and I'm walking past the children's section, and there's a black lady standing in the children's section looking at the shirt saying. Why do they have a pride collection for children? And it made me look and say, yeah, why do they have a pride collection for children? Mm -hmm. Why are they putting all this stuff in cartoons? Mm -hmm. Why can't you watch regular television without seeing this S-H-I-T? They are pushing it off on straight people and children. Children who should not know about a sexual preference mm. or an alternative lifestyle. That is wrong. That's why, I feel, that's why I felt the dude said what he said. Now, he didn't even say, he didn't even address somebody's name. He didn't say none of that. He just said what he said. And I took that as, okay, this is somebody who looking at it the same way that I do. And he just got a microphone and he's in front of thousands of people at a packed show. So he has a, a voice and a platform to say that. You know what I'm saying? But I've been saying this for years and I'm going to say it again. Hip hop is not gay. And gay will never be hip hop. Mm. Let mm. that be known. Let that be known. Hip hop is not gay. I don't care what society is trying to do. I don't care what these alphabet people are trying to do. Hip hop is not gay. End of story. Now, as far as what he said, he's in that, he's in that system with those people. Mm -hmm. and, and I've heard people say, you know, I, I even heard a young man say last night, I wouldn't have said that. I would have just kept my mouth shut. There's, I, and I felt like that's part of the that's part of the problem with rappers. I remember there was a time when rappers came out and said whatever the hell they wanted to say, whenever they got good and ready. Do you uh, remember 
in his yeah. interviews, Pac used to let people have it. Pimp C was letting people have it. Like <laughs> nobody stands up anymore. You know how much fruity shit been going on in hip hop for the last 20 years and niggas ain't said a word about it? Remember when Birdman kissed Lil Wayne and niggas looked the other way and said, oh, that's his daddy and they not biologically related. Funny shit been happening in rap for over 20 years and niggas been scared to say something. Finally, you get somebody from this generation with balls to say something. I commend him, I commend Lil Boosie, and I commend T.I. for standing up for that. Mm -hmm. I respect that because far too long has hip hop been filled with cowards. These niggas is cowards. They get on records talking about they'll kill you, kill your wife, kill your kids, but they ain't going to talk about killing nobody Jewish. They not going to buck up on them alphabet people. They not going to kill them laws that's been killing black people, but they going to kill a nigga. Them niggas is cowards, man. Excuse my language, but them dudes is cowards. Mm. So but for the courage it takes to come out and say that at a time like this, I respect those brothers, even though I don't listen to their music. Yeah, and I, I don't think they're gonna be able to cancel the baby. I think they just I think there's just a little trend right now. I think next year, or uh, probably the end of this year, or whatever, he'll be back doing concerts and everything. And I think he'll have an album out by the end of the year. Yeah, and people gonna you know, learn so. They tried to cancel Tory Lanes and stuff, you know what I'm saying, with the Megan situation. He didn't put out about three, four albums. <laughs> that I don't even know if he's going to trial. I don't even know what that's going on with that. I, I want to say this about cancel culture. This whole situation, cancel culture has a reason why there's no more freedom of speech, too. They, they have a part to play in all this. See, cancel culture represents the change, the change from how it used to be to how it is now. And if you notice, all the people that uh, support or are part of this cancel culture are the same people that say, don't judge me. <laughs> how, does that, how does that work? Explain that to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, because these are the things that I wonder about. I'm looking at it. I'm saying, how did, you know, over the last couple of years, they have been talking about canceling a bunch of people. But guess what? I still hear play R. Kelly playing on the radio every now and again. It don't play a lot, but they still play it. And that's my point. You can't you can't erase a 30 year career. How you going to erase 30 years? It can't be done. It can't be done. Now, certain people will get canceled. I mean, look at Chrisette Michelle. She performed at <laughs> President President Trump inauguration ball and we ain't heard or seen of her since. She yeah. got dropped by the record label and nobody's working with her. It's almost yeah. like she fucked the plane. I'm going to see what her Instagram looking like, man, because I ain't heard Chrisette in a minute though, you know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying, like, there's going to be some casualties. Yeah, yeah you know, because you know, when they went after Bill, then they went after R. I was saying, okay, uh, is Me Too only going after black people? And then next thing you know, Harvey Weinstein, Kevin Spacey, 
all these rich white people who own these big ass companies. Now they up in court, you know what I'm saying? Going to court and they getting arrested for the same crimes that these black people. So I'm saying, oh, okay. You know, this is another way to look at because that's a part of cancel culture, too. Mm-hmm. And let's talk and let's talk about another cancel culture that might make women upset. But let's talk about it. Yeah, tap in. There's a guy that's on YouTube called Kevin Samuels. I didn't know who the brother was. Yeah, I never I heard of the brother. But I started watching his video. And that's because he be ethering them hoes. I'm talking about and, and and he's not doing it in a mean. I mean, he's very harsh. Mm. He's very yeah, harsh, yeah, yeah. but it, it it comes off very educated and very helpful if you listen. But now it's a lot of women that say, you know, they are extremely sensitive, and they saying they want the dude put off YouTube because he's telling the truth about them. Yeah, and you know what? He's not. It's not. He he talks to everybody too. He talks to black, white. You know what I'm saying? He don't care. It ain't. A, it ain't a, just a based on a black female thing or whatever. He talks about everybody. Yeah, and that, but that my point is, they got him wrapped up in cancel culture <laughs> because yeah. they want they want him off of YouTube because he's telling the truth. Uh, you know, and it's. You know, different strokes for different folks. We can go to, you know, social media. It's certain people that want to say certain things, but they're getting stifled by policies, stifled by community guidelines, stifled by all. It seemed like it's heavy censorship everywhere you go. It's almost to the point to where it's like you can't, you can talk, but you can't talk too loud. Because if you talk too loud, you might get canceled. If you say the wrong thing, you might get canceled. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's very, very uh, unusual, to say the least, to live in those type of circumstances where you mm. can, you know, you're walking on eggshells. Ain't it hard for black people already without cancel culture, without a lot of things that's happening today, you know? When did when when did they even start cancel culture, man? I even you know that's new to me still. I feel like cancel culture might have started less than five years ago when they started the Me Too. And yeah. where is Me Too? Me Too been know. gone. Me Too ain't Me Too ain't did nothing since R. Kelly touched that jail cell. <laughs> they accomplished they their mission. Was added they out for it's like the the whole Me Too was about him. And once he got behind bars, it was like, okay, well, we can go back to our lives now. <laughs> the I ain't heard nothing, heard nothing for me, too. <laughs> Just being real. Man. So, hey, let me let me ask you this. As far as like a versus, do you think they should start doing their verses now because of the, dip, I mean, different now because the way they did the dip set and the locks, they had the crowd there. They did have the crowd. You think they need to have, I know, you know, COVID and stuff like that. You think they need to start having that crowd and have the artists perform their songs and stuff. Cause I think they did like, I think they had like a Keisha Cole and a Shanti. And I think they was just sitting down letting the songs play or something or whatever. And I didn't really watch that one, but. Well, I think because of COVID people not going to take the concert approach unless 
COVID goes back down and you can go, you know, watch a show again or whatever. But uh, I think the next versus battle they're going to do, they're probably going to be back sitting down in the studio somewhere. And uh, I don't I, I thought I thought the way they did the uh, as far as them changing the format of this last versus up because both of those groups are from New York and they did it in Madison Square Garden. And they also did it on the night where it was the 26th anniversary of the 1995 Source Awards, mm-hmm. which was held in which was held in Madison Square Garden. So it's like a lot of hip hop nostalgia wrapped up wrapped up in one. You know what I'm saying? You know, I like the way they did it because they turned it into a concert. Normally, I just really thought that they was gonna be playing their songs. When I seen the stage, I was like, "Damn, is this a concert?" Yeah, but then yeah. I saw it. I said, oh, they going on tour. This is a preview. And that's mm-hmm. what Versus was, the preview. Now that yeah. they did what they did, I feel like they're going to have a sellout show based off Versus. And if so, that's good. Yeah. I'm happy. You yeah, know what I'm saying? And hopefully, and hopefully, hopefully, what people will realize is this whack shit is coming to an end. People are already starting to look the other way. People don't want to hear that nonsense no more. Let's get back to some real rap. Yeah, I had the block with That's why I don't like it. Let's get back to some real rap. Man. I had the block that comment. That's why I don't like going on YouTube, like doing my lives on YouTube. You be having some weird people and stuff like that. I had to block whoever that was. They was on some racist stuff just now. He posted wow. He posted like 10 straight comments about black people and stuff like that. I had to block that real quick. ASAP, get him out the way. Hey. I mean, I, I I love I love challenging those types too because you know there's some ignorance on that side of the fence. And you know, whatever he can say about black people, okay, you know what I'm saying? And, and we can be disrespectful all night. But the thing is, the thing that's hard to do is to tear somebody's head off verbally without being loud and without using profanity. And because I'm a writer, a reader, and and all that, you know, and very skilled with my words, you know what I'm saying? I can do that. Um, but, I, you know, I welcome all the hate because you know what? Fuck them straight up and down. Fuck them. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, fact. <laughs> you know what? You, you know what they need to do? They need to do a West Coast version now. I think the locks and dips that they need to go to the West. They need to try to get like Cube. I know they're not gonna get Dre or nothing like that. They just, I don't know. They just out the way. But I think they need to get maybe the game. The game got a few hits. I think the game got a game got an impressive catalog of albums. That's what I'm saying. Maybe they, maybe they could get the game. But I'm trying to see who else on the West Coast can go with the game. I don't know too many on the West Coast. I'm talking about that hasn't already did one. Like Snoop, he already did one. That would have been some, that would have been nice. Him and Snoop. Uh, maybe Snoop already did one too. Yeah, E40 and Short already did one. Maybe Cube in the game. You know what I'm saying? New school. Well, Cube but, said he wasn't doing verses. Uh, yeah, Cube. Yeah, Cube said he didn't like the style. He wanted to be like on some love type of. You know, I, I say, was- I say, I say, fuck it. Go ahead and, and go for the gusto. Let's do DJ Quick versus. Uh, MCA, they cool oh, now. Yeah, yeah they is. Let's go on ahead. I mean, because I love DJ Quick. I'm a DJ Quick fan. Uh, 
I'm but a I, I fuck with MCA I too. Jay. I love MCA. That's who I yeah, first fuck with MCA. When I first started listening to West Coast music, it was MCA and it was Spice One and it was Snoop Dogg. MCA was my favorite one, one out of all three of them. But I love Spice MCA. One was one of my favorite. Uh, I, I didn't know Spice that. One was born in Texas. I didn't know I that. Didn't, I didn't know that either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the Spice One. MC8 was my favorite though coming up. I ain't gonna lie to you. But yeah, MC8 and DJ Quick. <laughs> yeah, that'd that'd be that'd really be cool. awesome West. That's some real West Coast. Yeah, that'll be nice, man. I, I like to see that one if it happened. Rosalind you know. say Q would eat game. I, you know, Q got some classics, classics, but the game, he got some the, that documentary it's that boy. It's two different eras of California. Cube represents uh, the late 80s into the 90s uh, California, and Game represents the new millennium uh, California. It's two different. It's still California, the, but it's two different eras. It's two I different. Think the, song, the, the song catalog that they were, you know, on the verses that if they would did, it would have been, it would have been dope. It would have been a nice collage of different songs on them. I don't know. It would have been nice. It would have been a nice West Coast vibe. Yeah. If they do it, you know. See if they do it. Uh, you gonna talk about the female? Are you gonna talk about the female rap? Yeah, yeah. I was just finna, I was just finna go back on the Lauren Hill thing and stuff like that as far as uh, you think Lauren Hill would bring out you know what I'm saying? You know how Jada Kiss now is they, he's getting he, his streams went up. Um, they're focused right now, they're starting to focus on lyricism and stuff like that because Jada Kiss and stuff. You think if Lauren Hill came back, you think that would uh uplift and bring some female MCs up front like Rhapsody and uh 3D Nike, uh, you know, artists like them, you know what I'm saying, and, and make that you know the popular thing now as far as you know, spitting lyrics and not just a city girl type vibe thing. Definitely, man. I mean, that's what I'm hoping for because that's what made the '90s so good. The '90s had balance. Mm. It's a reason. It's a reason why today's artists are still sampling '90s music. It ain't nobody ever thought about that either. I, but I'm saying, oh, okay, y'all can diss us and call us old, but you're still sampling our music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So what does that mean? You know what I'm saying? And it's just weird, man. But I, I wish that there was more balance because there's so many people that sound the same, that act the same, walk That's the same. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's a lot of go along. It's a whole lot of go along, get along right now in rap. Period. I don't, um, I don't like that. I don't like when the artists, when they all sound the same and I'd be like, they'd be like a new artist and then when I press the listen and he start off singing like you know the rap, I'm like, oh man, like damn, you know what I'm saying? I, I want to hear some. I want to hear like, I want to hear like, depressing. I want to hear their language. I want to hear their language how they talk from their community. I want to hear their accent. I don't want to hear them sounding like another artist. Be like, yeah, he sounds just like such and such. I don't want to hear that. I want to. I want to hear where you from. I don't want to. I don't want to. A Beaumont artist to sound like he's from fucking Atlanta. Um, 
Atlanta or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Or, I, 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 I be telling these niggas that. I tell these niggas that all the time. I was like, this is Beaumont, Texas. This is not Atlanta, Georgia. Mm. We have our own style and we have our own sound. It's time to embrace that. But you can't tell nobody nothing. You can't, especially rapper, because a rapper in Beaumont got an ego and he ain't sold a record yet. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. true. And that's the that's the biggest problem. I don't understand how artists out here can have an ego and haven't done nothing. You know, because I, I don't have an ego. I've never had an ego. I don't, you know, I don't fall in that category. I don't move like that. But it's just ridiculous to me uh, how many people sound the same. But I'm hoping that with versus with King's Disease too, that rap music moves back towards having lyrics and not just having style because the style is easy to mimic but if you're not putting no substance between that style it's bullshit that's and why that's i think um that's because you know, that's why i think it's it's important for like kendrick law lamar to come back uh i even like j-rock from uh, TDE because J Rock has his own California West Coast style. It's it's West Coast. It's 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 who they are. It's not them trying to sound and sing and and sound like a a, a, a mosquito. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They have their own style, man. And I like artists that have their own sound. You know what I'm saying? I, I like Big Tony. He's from Houston. I like the I like the fact that he's from Houston and. I just, you know, what I'm saying, I like artists who, you know, what I'm saying that that's who they are. They don't try to sound like they're from another city and and try to get that radio play. They stay true to who they are. Mm. I, that's what I like too. I mean, but it's not. I like Don Kennedy. I like Don Kennedy too. Uh, it, it's not too many artists that have that identity, their own identity, and that's the problem. So. Uh, Hopefully, rap can get back to having its own identity. Um, you know, definitely, if Lauren comes back with an album, I feel like that would uh, revolutionize the female side of rap right now because, you know, it, it, what they're doing right now is self-defeating. And the reason why it's self-defeating is because I have yet to see a female, and I don't know if there is a female out there that's like this. I would, You know what I'm saying? But I don't know a female that's studying for a bachelor's and a master's who comes home after a long day of studying in classes who says, let me put on Megan the Stallion so I can relax. And my <laughs> point of saying, and my point of saying that is to say that the women that I see listening to Megan, they're not in school, they're not doing nothing good with their life. And nine times out of ten, they live in the lyrics that Megan is talking. They can relate nah, to it. Nah, let's multiply that by the cities and states in this world. How many little girls are on social media and listening to this music every day? This is a program. That's why I say what you listen to is very important because it's not far from who you are and what you believe. People are only going to listen to things that they can relate to. Yep. That's the truth. You know what I'm saying? So if you if you got music that's telling girls, oh, it's all right to be a hoe. You got award shows that say, oh, yeah, you can 
you know, you can sizzle a girl on TV and it's all right. It's cool. You're a hoe. You're a thought. But it's okay. You know, and, and, and if you get networks and corporations and people backing it, it's making people feel like, oh, well, this must be right because it's being mass marketed. But not realizing that uh, he who controls the the image mm-hmm. controls so much more because they control that image. They putting that image out there. They making that image stay out there. And so they controlling what's going on. Oh, yeah, I'm going to fill you up with this. I'm going to make you feel like you're a proud prostitute. And you can go out in the streets and you can sleep whatever you want. Sleep with whoever you want, whenever you want. And you're justified. You can be a thought. You can you can shake your ass at a stoplight. It doesn't matter. You can wear bonnets all day. It doesn't matter. And that's what's going on. That's what's going on with female rap right now. And that's why. I say that shit is that shit is bad. That shit is fucked up. That shit is detrimental. And fellas out there, if you're single, stay away from females that listen to, to noise pollution. It'll benefit your life greatly. Stay away from them. I know it's enticing. I know that ass look good, but stay away from them because they are not good to themselves or nobody around. And that's the truth. Me, my favorite artist is 3D Nike. She from New Orleans. I, I I like I like her bars. She she make her own videos and everything. And she can fuck y'all need to check out 3D. I might be saying it wrong. Nike, Nike. I don't know 3D Nike, but she from New Orleans. She's straight. That's my favorite. I heard of her, heard of her and and she's good. But I'm, I keep wondering why is she not bigger than what she is? And that's maybe because. Her content is not like all the other girls. You know, you notice that, like, in my personal opinion right now, Rhapsody is the best female rapper out because she's not a thought. She's not talking about thought culture. She's not talking about fucking and sucking. She's talking about the truth. So, but nobody knows who Rhapsody is because she's not publicized and promoted. She don't have records on radio. You know what I'm saying? Or none of that. So nobody knows really who she is until she steps up and kills a cypher or she steps up and, and shines on somebody record or something like that. But now my point is the saying that is to say this. The best female rapper in the game don't talk about sex. And then you got thousands of others. All their content is the same. All their videos look the same. Their image is the same thing. What do you think little girls are going to do? Do you think, uh, let me ask you this. Do you think that the music today is enticing girls to be hoes? It's not positive music coming from females, especially the ones that you hear on the radio. You got the city girls, you got, uh, you got Megan Thee Stallion, and you have, uh, whatchamacallit, that's married to the Beagles thing. <laughs> What's her name? That's married to Cardi the B? fucking huh? Cardi B. Uh, Cardi B. Cardi B. Got those. Now it's a couple of other ones too. I'm surprised you ain't named them, but all of them got the same content, right? And and all of them is putting this stuff in little girl's head. Do you know I feel so bad for the generation that the younger generation? Are the people that's dating right now? 
because uh, men, when you go to the club, these are the females that you are going to encounter. Yeah. And then what you going to do? You know what I'm saying? I mean, now, some dudes, they get lost. When they see the ass, they get lost. I don't know why. Yeah. It just happened like that. But, you know, for those who think about it and those who really assess what's really going on, it probably wouldn't impress you like it doesn't impress me. Because I was telling a friend the other day, I was like, okay, you got all these girls that can shake their ass in front of a camera. I was like, what and what good does that do me? I was like, if you want to impress me, why don't you read a book without pictures on a live video? Let's, let's really impress. I mean, because at this point, it's not really about your body. Rosalind said, I think she's mm -hmm. City Girl. City Girls are supposed to settle for nothing. But I don't know about settling for Girl nothing. Supposed to settle for nothing? I don't think I'm saying settle for nothing. I don't get I that don't, settle I, for nothing. What I'm, saying is, what I'm saying is the music that females is listening to is setting them up for nothing because any man but a little boy gonna want to play and gonna want to fuck and screw all day, but a grown man ain't marrying no thought. That's my point. I, what, That's what, what I'm get, saying. What I get from so, the city girl. No, go ahead. You know this city girl mentality, this Megan mentality, this Cardi B mentality. Hey, real men not signing up for that. That's what I'm saying. Real men are not signing up for the ratchets. It's not a I, good look. I think the city girls, what they're doing, like if a man has a a nice job, have a house, you know what I'm saying? Nice, you know, a little whip or whatever. And let's just say he's making like a high, let's make, let's say he's making like 65, 70,000 a year. I'm just throwing that out there. City girls, is their music is like for the dudes that's like six figures or more and you got to buy me like diamonds and you got to do this and do that. And I want a Birkin bag and all that type of stuff. That's the kind of vibes I get from them. They really, their expectation really is like a little too high. I mean, that's what exactly. I get. Like, for, like, for some hey, girls, that's only a Birkin bag. That's what I for, get. For some, girl, for some girls, that's not even attractive. And that's only going to bring their pussy to the table. And they want all the money in the world. How the hell does that work? Tell me where they do that at. See, I ain't never been a simp, a sucker, or a trick, so I don't know nothing about it. You know what I'm saying? But I do know that that is a problem, too, because the problem with a trick is, you know, certain females meet a trick, and then they're under the impression that all men are. Mm. Yeah, shout they out to all, and, they and they approach all men on that note until they get that door or that wall put up to them, because every nigga not no sucker. Every nigga not no simp or no 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 trick, you know what I'm saying? I myself have never paid for anything that I can get for free, so I cannot relate to the stories of you gotta buy me this just to be seen with me. Are you out your fucking mind? Excuse my language. Mm. What? And you ain't even attractive. You ain't even attractive enough. Like the, <laughs> like like the hair all down to the floor and stuff like that. That ain't attractive to me. You got afros on your eyebrows. That's not attractive to me, yo. Like I don't care about you twerking. 
That shit don't do nothing for a real man. That shit entices a little boy who has never had vagina, not a grown man. And women need to get that through their head. You know what I'm saying? And that's true. Mm, mm. Shout out to my boy Peter Ford. YouTube, y'all can check this out on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Y'all can go on YouTube. Y'all can chime in on the kickback and all that stuff like that. Shout out to Peter Ford. He been kicking some. I like his. I like his comments and stuff like that. But you know what I'm saying? Shout out to my boy Aaron Scott too. You know what I'm saying? So uh, <laughs> he say pussy is a plot. Okay. All right. You know what I'm saying? Because that's a, that's what it is. Like because even Tupac said this. He was like. He, he explained to this lady, he said, you're only a bitch if you put a price on yourself. He was like, because you said, you know, because you're sleeping with men for money. He was like, because when you go out and see men sleeping around, they do it for free. Mm. And, and nobody even peeped that. Nobody even paid attention to it. You know what I'm saying? But that's been going on. That was going on before I was born. Back before I was born, the saying was no romance without finance. That's tricking. That's related to tricking because that's essentially saying, oh, you can't get none unless you got enough money. Mm -hmm. I just seen on a picture with Diddy. I don't know which one of the city girls it was, but I heard she messing with Diddy. She was they they got a picture of her sitting on his lap. He laid back. They got a drink in the hand. I was like, and, Shit. That's, and that's cool. And that's cool, too. I mean, I guess she got her dude with money, but I hope she know that her boyfriend like boys. <laughs> yeah, hey, you know I'm, I'm gonna let it be. I'm gonna let it be known, man. I mean, I, I'm not gonna hide nothing. I'm not. I'm not fake. I'm not phony. I'm gonna tell the truth, man. And you know, hey, if they together, more power to them. She's probably milking them for everything it's worth. That's cool. She, he's probably, you know, putting that up a good front. You know, what I'm saying, trying to uh, keep his boyfriend at bay while keeping his girlfriend satisfied and that's fine too man cool you know <laughs> exactly so so let me let me ask you this okay who would you who's an artist that you want to drop that i mean who's an artist that you're looking for that you would like to drop that hasn't dropped any music who who, who are you checking for who is cornbread wanting to drop some music that he's been waiting on well, actually, the person who I have been waiting on just dropped the album. But outside of Nas, I would say Kendrick Lamar because he's been off the scene for over four years now since his last album came out. It's been a minute, though. I hope he been. I hope he made a lot of money off his last album because four years is a long time to drop. Yeah. I hope he made. I, I, yeah, I, I just wanna I just wanna hear that, but oh oh you know what? You know what? I I, I forget. I'm sorry. What's up, Byron Mickens? What's up, brother? Uh Dr. Dre is gonna drop something. And he's gonna drop something. Uh yeah, because he's going through this divorce and he's gotta pay uh spousal Three million and, uh, like that something like that yeah so i i feel i real like i feel like either he's going to be producing a lot more or he's going to put out another album and the he's word is man he got so much music that i've used to hear from artists saying he had and he never put out man 
I feel like he's gonna put out something amazing because all these pictures keep popping up with him and DOC and him and Snoop, him yeah. and Kendrick, and him and Eminem, and him and this person, that person. And I'm saying to myself, okay, come on with it, Drake. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, what do you say? We are living in the age. I think that's where men eliminated by a culture that is built on false grounds. Men are dominant and suppressive. What gender died in all these world wars? Boys. Peter getting deep with us, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's it's real though. I mean, I, I keep trying to tell people, but I, I'm getting to the point to where it's like I, I can't talk to anybody anymore. I damn sure can't talk to anybody about me because oh, everybody don't know Everybody don't know what real music is, and damn sure it's a lot of people that don't know what real hip hop is. And how I know that without talking to them is I hear the music that they playing out they call. Mm-hmm. And when I'm I hear not, that shit, I leave. So I'm not gonna lie, Kendrick Lamar is one of the artists that 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 I'm definitely waiting on. I'm not even gonna lie, I'm waiting on Nipsey. To drop a post album, I know his, you know his brother and stuff working that. But Nipsey, he dropped his album in 2018, and in 2019, when he died, that's when people started, I guess, listening to it and stuff like that. But he used to say, and that, he was a shame. Say and that was, a, and that was a shame because I had been listening to Nipsey as early as 2008, nine, but now. I'm a hip hop head, so you know I'ma listen to a little bit of everybody anyway. Yeah, when he passed, now when he put out Victory Lap, Victory Lap was a great album. The year came out, it should have won the Grammy and everything. Mm-hmm. But now, but he died on March 31st, 2019, mm-hmm. and the next and the next day, Victory Lap was the highest selling rap album of 2019 and i said i said and, and all of a sudden everybody became nipsey hustle fans you seen Man. nipsey hustle on everybody page everybody yeah. sharing this picture i was like but before the man died nobody knew who he was yeah, i was bro. like this is weird i was like what kind of shit is i was like this shit is going backwards now everything if you notice everything is backwards they give yeah. smartphones to dumb people Everything yeah. is backwards. We got a smart, we got a TV that's smarter than the human being who owns the house. How is that possible? Yeah. Well, all kinds what? of it's all kinds of wrongs. I, every time I walk out the door, I see something that just don't go together. If it's a slab coming down the street and the slab playing mumble rap. Yeah. My heart is my heart is hurt. I feel like DJ Screw is turning over in his grave because slabs and mumble rap don't go together. <laughs> nah, they don't. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just being true. Yeah, it doesn't go together. You know what I'm saying? Like you see a girl, just for instance, you see a girl. She's a she looks attractive, but she with a dude that look like a weirdo. <laughs> It just don't make no sense to me. You know what I'm saying? The dude, the dude ain't got, you know, the dude's jeans tighter than the girls. The dude got more female mannerisms than the dude do. 
Yeah, I'm exactly. just saying, like it's a whole bunch of shit in the, in the world and in the streets that don't go together. Who is who? The Judgment Day, Judgment Day soundtrack. What movie was that? Judgment Day. Damn, I remember that. That's an old old movie from the '90s, but the soundtrack was a mixture of rock and roll artists and rap artists. It Judgment was like, Day. Oh, what's that movie about? Judgment Day. I'm trying to remember because he might he might make me look it up tonight because that's what I do. I watch. All old 90s stuff. So I'll fuck around and look that up and I'll tell you about it. I forgot it though. I'm gonna have to check that out. I, I that's, yeah. that's on the tip of my tongue, man. Judgment Day. Damn. I, I tell you what I, I tell you what I watched the other night, man, and almost shed a tear. Um uh, Crush Groove. Oh, Crush it was, Groove. It, I like it. It was so many. Oh man, there's so many people in Crush Groove. There. Oh, Crush Groove, boy, that boys was moving on there too, man. That's a good. That's, my, that's one of my favorite movies, but mm. the reason why I almost shed a tear is because there's so many people that was in that movie that's no longer here. You know what I'm saying? And watching it is like, you know, that takes me back to my childhood. People don't know that this hip hop thing is deep with me because I started off as a break dancer. Then oh, I became really? a DJ. Then okay. I became a rapper. So it was a one, two, three step. Break dancing, DJ, rapping. And that's how my life went. You know what I'm saying? So movies like uh Crush Groove, Beat Street, Breaking, Breaking Two. All these movies I'm watching as a kid. Matter of fact, I went to go see Breaking at the theaters and had a break dance battle in the movie theater with another little kid. Mm-hmm. That's how hip hop I am. You know what I'm saying? So when I see this culture being used as a tool to feminize black men and to downgrade our greatest resource, which is the black woman, yes, that makes me feel upset. And then it makes me feel real upset that people are taking the bait that they said not for. They're not smart enough to see it. A lot of people are blind. A lot of people are in the dark. They don't know nothing about nothing. They don't read. They don't educate themselves. They got smartphones, but they don't use them. They got Google at their fingertips. They have YouTube at their fingertips to do research, and they won't research shit. Yeah, I see what he's talking about with Judgment Day. I had to look it up. They got iced tea in them. Oh, yeah? Yep, Ice T and Mario Van People, so you poobles or whatever the name is he in there. Oh, okay, okay. I'm gonna check that out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to check it out. I'm trying to look at find the soundtrack and see what it's talking about, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, if Pimp was in the game, they would have tried to cancel Pimpsy. Well, that's what happened to Pimpsy. Yeah, facts though. That's what happened to him. I mean, unfortunately, I hate to say it like that, but you know, uh Okay, that's what that's what that's another thing, too. It's like all our we can go back in history and look at all the black men of importance, whether it was we can go back to Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, and then we could come up to the rappers who stood up for something. Tupac had a voice, stood up for something. What happened? He got killed. PMC stood up to the industry, talked down on this one or that one. He probably would have really made the alphabet community mad today. But, you know, back in 2007, something foul happened. And 
everybody was left in shock and I was in shock and but you you add it up and you say all these people of importance coming up missing uh I think the smart people are learning who to you know saying point the fingers at for this you know what I'm saying but what does it mean for anybody trying to stand up and be a leader you know what I'm saying yeah, like smart. the next the next person that want to be a leader is going to think twice about it you know um the homegirl say, home say she mad about Biz Marquis. Uh, I want to say rest in peace to Biz Marquis. Yeah, rest uh, in peace Marquis, man. For real. Because well it seemed like every every time we turn around, we losing somebody from the golden era. And I don't like that. Tupac was the greatest of all time. Still is the greatest yeah. of all time, my personal opinion. Um, but yeah, man. Uh. It's a hell of a life, man. That's all I can say. It's a hell of a life. Yeah, I love Pac. I ain't gonna lie, man. I shared it too when Pac died. Pac died in '96, man. When I was at a West Orange Stark in Central game, man, and when we was going to that game, they pronounced him dead on the radio. And that whole first half, I wasn't into that game. And in the halftime, I just went sat in the car. I sat in the halftime, and the rest of the game, I just sat in the car, just was out of it you know what i'm saying when they pronounced it dead. i couldn't believe it i i didn't want to believe it either i mean me and my friends we were all Pac fans uh that day uh i believe i found out when i was in my grandparents house and uh i ended up going to south park and uh we got fucked up like we lost a family member mm-hmm. like we stood outside the stove uh this is back when when I was too young to buy alcoholic beverages. So what I had to do was stand outside of the store and wait for somebody that looked cool enough exactly. to give them the money and say, hey, man, can you buy me a bottle of whoop whoop? And that day, I can honestly say that that day we didn't have a problem getting it because everybody around us was fucked up about pop. Every car that pulled up was playing pop. Every call, everybody that we talked to, they was like, man, you heard about Pac? And niggas is like, yo, you heard about Pac? We can't believe this shit. And niggas is all at the store like, yeah, we finna get some cigars and some drink, and we finna get fucked up. And that's what happened. We it was like a family member, man. Yeah, it was like losing a family member, man. And, and we didn't even know to do We was just fans yeah. of his music. You know, what I'm saying? I, I be feeling like that way with Nip, though. I ain't gonna lie. Like you said with Nip, I've been listening to Nip since like you know, saying oh oh nine oh ten. And I'm gonna say this: it, it was a hurtful situation when that happened. Um, I mean, I never forget um, being told that, and I, I I really I saw some stuff I didn't want to see, to be honest with you. Yeah, you know, I, just like, I just like how he was transitioning though from like game banging to like you know what I'm saying business, stocks, investment, uh owning your own masters, and uh you know what I'm saying, just uh the motivation, the the mu- the motivation in the music uh to get you somewhere, you know, the business aspect. And I just like what he was, you know what I'm saying. I like what his intentions was from back in the like, beginning. I like that too. Yeah, I like that yeah. too because he was on. He was definitely ahead of the curve, more so than anybody else in his, you know, generation. 
Oh, yeah, he's the first one that was talking about crypto to me, like it was about three, four years ago. He was, he was very prices. ahead of the curve. He's very a uh, forward thinker, ahead of the curve, business smart. Uh, very uh, um, man, he had a whole man after he passed is when I learned about. I still haven't got that book yet, but I'm about to. Um, did you get that book? The book that they did about him, the marathon continued. Nah, I knew it, I ain't get it. Yeah, I, I gotta get that book. I didn't, I didn't get it yet because uh, I'm collecting. Uh, I got a bad book collection in here too, man. You know what I'm saying? I've been uh, lately, I've, I've been on this. Oh, okay. <laughs> I see that. My boy Terry, I love that. He might, Terry might get that book, man. Yeah, oh man. If anybody who's a UGK fan, you need to get that book because it's it's the complete and total story. And it's probably going to shock the shit out of you. I'm not going to talk about it, but I'm going to just say anybody that want to read about that book, it's at Barnes & Noble. Please go get that. You know what I'm saying? Please read that. Especially if you're a UGK fan, you're going to want that. You know what I'm saying? So I know a few UGK fans, too. You know what I'm saying? Like some diehards. I might have to turn them on to that, too. What's the, what's yes. the, name, of the, book? What's the name of that book? The name of this book is Pimp C. Trio Life Story, and it's written by Julia Beverly. And that's the front of it. You know what I'm saying? And it's big. It's kind of thick, too. So They got Sweet yeah. James Jones on the front? Yeah. It's a, it's a bunch of pictures in there, too. And she got they got pictures from every era, like when Pimp was in school, before the fame. Uh, then they got pictures of him, of course, after he signed with Jive, all the pictures that they took when he got out. Matter of fact, while we're talking about UGK, today, 14 years ago, this album came out. Oh, really? Damn, 14 yeah. years? 14 years and still classic. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I remember that, man. I, I, and I'm going to be honest. I, when that album came out, I had the bootleg before it dropped. And back mm -hmm. then, you would get the bootleg before the album hit the store. So what I did was I had the bootleg. I listened to it. I said, hmm, this album good enough to go buy. So when it came out, I went and bought it. Now, most people back then, when they would get the bootleg, they'd be like, I already got it. I just don't have a cup. I, I went and bought that because I felt like it was good enough to buy. You know yeah, what I'm I saying? Would, yo, it, that's one thing I used to do, too. If I liked that artist, I was going to buy that CD. I wasn't getting no bootleg or nothing like that, man. I st If I liked you as an artist, I'm going to get your album. You know what I'm saying? I didn't buy too many bootlegs. I just... If I like the artist, I'm going by the album because I wanted to support him. So I never believed in that bootleg type shit. Well, I was I was living in Houston and I was the reason why I got it is because I was the bootleg man at that time when that album came out. Oh, I was selling, yeah, I was selling movies and I was selling music. So I would get everything, I would get everybody album before it hit the store. So I'm yeah. listening to everybody's shit like, okay. And and that's how I would do. I, if I if your shit was good enough, I go to the store and I buy it. Because mm. I went and bought Anthony Hamilton. I felt like his first album was good enough to go buy. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I went and bought uh, Diary of Alicia Keys. 
because I felt like her album was good enough to buy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and it's a couple of other ones that came out. The game when Dame came out with uh the documentary. Yeah, the, the first one. Oh, oh, yeah, I had to go buy that shit. I was like, uh -huh, that game, yeah, game. I gotta go buy it. And it was a it was the best album that G Unit had a part of, as far as I'm concerned. So yeah, that's the best GU al album that came out was the documentary. Other than Fifty Cent stuff, the game, yeah, no, no doubt about it. Yeah, uh, Lloyd Banks had I forgot his first album he did with G Unit. It was straight, but it didn't. It wasn't nowhere near close to the documentary. Nah, what the documentary had that. Had that Dre shit all up on him. Yeah, Dre, Dre was in the videos and everything and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dre was on the beats too. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and then he, but he had some other people on there. Ever heard of Ramstein? Who is Ramstein? I don't know. I ain't never heard of him though. Yeah, author. Gotta be author. Sound like yeah. author. Yeah, Tori, we talked about the lobster and dip set, man. When we first came on, we talked about the lobster and dip set, man. That was the best verses they had so far. Yeah, yeah, they, that was the best one, man. I might best watch it again. Too. I might have to watch it again. And stuff yeah. like that. But well, what? Let before we get out of here, man. Let's talk about what you got uh, going on, though. What you got going on? Well, uh, I just dropped nigga, please. It's doing very good. It's on all platforms. Video, yeah, I checked it out. I tapped in on that. <laughs> After that, I got a compilation coming out called Oh, a compilation One Love. You got this compilation. What's, what's all on that? Ah, man, this compilation, uh, basically, I took the motto that Tupac. Had when he was making uh, one, yeah. I feel that, and I say, Okay, I'm gonna work with. Uh, I just basically opened up and just started working with a bunch of different artists from Beaumont. There's a couple mm -hmm. of artists on there from the city. Uh, I got one artist on there from North Carolina, but for the most part, it's a full nine Beaumont. Uh, from the north side, I don't know if you know these people, but you should. Uh, uh, one is Kiki D. Yep. I don't know if you know who Kiki D is, but Kiki uh -huh. D is on. Uh, Shug Kane, he's from the north side. That's like one of my real, real good friends. I ain't heard uh, Shug He's on there, and the song we got is jamming. Uh, of course, I got uh, my, my homeboy from the set, boys. Felix Barbosa. Oh, damn, I ain't heard that name. Yeah. Like, the Sit Boys. God damn. Yeah, yeah, man. I got some people on there. I got a uh, Playmaker <laughs> Cage, uh, my kinfolk, uh, Carleon, uh, Nino Carleon, Coin Flake, uh, Tay Deasy. He's from Houston. Okay. Uh, Italy. Uh, female singer named Marina. Uh, who else is on there? Oh, oh Mr. Benabody from uh, North Carolina. He's on there. Um, okay. And uh, that's coming out real soon. The video we already did is a surprise in the video. I'm not going to allude to the surprise, but the first video for One Love has already been done. I shot it in Houston. Had fun. 
thank you for everybody for coming out for that. Uh, and then after that, I'm doing ladies room. And I know that's something that might pique a lot of people interest because that's a project that speaks directly to the women. Mm. And, uh, and it's not, and it's not all just one way or one side of the fair. You get all sides of the spectrum. Um, I'm correctly addressing every type of woman accordingly with this lady's room out because it has something for every woman on there for the okay. women that like her. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to check that out for sure, man. You got yeah, you know, but it's a grown it's a grown up affair, you know what I'm saying? So and I think the fellas would like it too because you know you're married, you'll be able to put that on with your wife and I I for for sure I know there's one record on there that people call a swing out record i've never made a swing out record in my life but they say that they can swing out to this record so okay. i'm saying oh wow i'm like that put me in a whole nother mindset i'm like well, yeah. man, if, that, if that happened then that's great but see those type of records and then you mix that up with the love stuff and you mix that up with the adult stuff and Hey man, ladies' room is gonna be one hell of an experience when it comes out. Man. You know what I'm saying? So, y'all stay tuned. The radio show starts back in January. Uh, Flames Radio will be every Friday. Yeah, I want to be on that radio show too. I yeah, like that. I, I gotta get you on there because I didn't been on here too many times for you not to be I like on. That show. I like the way you incorporate the music and everything. I like the vibe on it and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? I like your perspective on it. I like, damn, I heard. I don't know who you had on there. I think you had uh fuck who you had on there. My boy from Louisiana. Oh, um, uh, you talking about uh Terry, Swamp Boy Terry. Yeah, Swamp Boy, yeah, Swamp Boy on there, man. I was like, damn, man, I say this is dope as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Uh yeah, I try to have a little bit of everybody on there, and, and I'm definitely gonna get back to that. And then the podcast, uh Flames TV, where I interview uh artists and play their music videos kind of something like yo mtv raps used to be yeah and uh right i'm saying i want to i want to do one with um with the with one of the guys you interviewed last night little deezy he just got to come in and sit down we film it and put that shit out you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah, but definitely want to do one and um uh, oh i wrote a book i wrote a book called the days of way back <laughs> Yeah, I want to see what this book about, man. I want to see this book. Well, I'm not gonna give up too much. I'm gonna hey, say it's out yet. It's out yet. No, it's not out yet. Uh, it's about my life from 15 years old to 20. It starts in the summer of 1995 and it ends in the summer of 2000. And it is a hell of a ride because. It's a whole lot of stuff that happened in them last five years of nights. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, it's a hell of a story, but it's you know my it's told from my perspective and my friends' perspective. My my friends who I grew up with, and it's also uh, in dedication of my brother, uh, Flames Wordsmith, rest in peace. Right. And uh, as far as and also uh, Chris Henry, rest in peace, because he's a part of that story too. You know. No, I'm saying and it's a lot of memories with a lot of people that are no longer here that's in that book too. So, uh, you know, from school because it, I mean, 
that start off with the school thing and you know it's a lot of it's a whole lot of stuff in there music or you know how i came to be the artist that i am and it's a lot of good things about that book. yeah hey peter ford um we're gonna send you like the link as far as like he want he want to he, he say curious about the book and stuff like that hey cornbread where they can find you at on facebook or whatever how can he how can he um keep in touch as far as like when you drop that book and stuff or anything you got going on uh well corn well i'm on facebook uh my real name unfortunately is on there uh <laughs> damian lawrence damian lawrence i hate that they do that shit but because i had my name cornbread but they changed it on purpose yeah like, yeah they do that i'm damian lawrence on facebook instagram at cornbread capone twitter at kingbread14 uh and I, I, I'm debating about uh, TikTok. TikTok can piss me off for the day, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm debating about not even getting back on there. They didn't. Freedom. That's why I say freedom of speech is not free no more. Because it's like you can't, you can't say nothing. You can't even say certain. You can't even say certain regular words because certain people now are offended by it. Yeah. Do you know that they tried to say that Destiny's Child catered to you as a slave mm-hmm. song? I, yeah, I heard that. I heard that. They are you fucking serious? Oh, but you I take, know. and then you take Pepe Le Pew off of cartoons because you say he's a rapist. Mm, you crazy. see how backwards shit is? You take a cartoon that's been on cartoons for 50 years, you remove the character because you say he's forcing himself on people, and it's a fucking cartoon who is it hurting yeah hey peter ford, hey peter ford after the show i'ma just uh me or you know what i'm saying me me or cornbread i just hit you up in and under the comments and and we'll just tag you to uh certain pages and stuff like that because peter yeah, ford, oh, I'm gonna add him. okay i'm gonna add him uh when we get off yeah he'll just okay, add you peter ford, he commented from the netherlands i think homie from the netherlands Okay, okay, that's cool. Yeah, shout out, shout out to the Netherlands, man. Peter Ford put up, you know what I'm saying? Hey, Let hey, know if you can, if you can, tell me the sound exchange, the name for the sound exchange in um in the Netherlands, so that I can register my music out there. Because people don't know this, and this might be artist one on one. I might be giving up too much information, but here you go. Hey, artists out there who want to make money, you need to register your, register yourself in all these other countries. You know what I'm saying? And that's real. And learn about publishing. You know what I'm saying? Learn about publishing so you can know uh, what you're getting and you can know that people not fucking over you because you got your own publishing. Publishing is very important. Very necessary. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Peter Ford, we're going to hit you after the show, man. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate you coming, tapping in all the way from the Netherlands and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I know y'all soccer team didn't do too good. And the, you do euros and stuff like that, but you know what I'm saying, y'all it straight. In the Olympics, huh? <laughs> in the Olympics, huh? I forgot about that. I mean, get all about that shit, man. The NBA yeah, season, yeah. the NBA yeah. season didn't go how I wanted to go, so that kind of disappointed me from sports yeah. all together. Yeah, but hey, Cornbread, you know what I'm saying. I'm finna wrap it up. I appreciate you always coming on the show, tapping in, giving your perspective, your opinions, and stuff like that. Whether people like it or not, you can stay 100. 
Yeah, man, I appreciate you having me, man. Anytime you're ready to do it again, we got to do it again. Yeah, we going to always do it again, man. And also, like, when you, when you get the show running, man, let me know. The radio show Ooh. and all that. Like I say, I, I like that, man. I, I like the vibe. I like how the music was playing throughout it and shit like that. That's my honey. Thank you. I miss it, man. Uh, I really missed it when Biz passed because I was like, if I was on the radio right now, I'd be playing Biz Marquee. I'd be playing, uh, you know, Black Rob, Digital Underground, DMX, Prince Marquee D, Ecstasy from Houdini. I'd be going down the line and playing everybody music because, hey, man, you know, we got to rep for the culture, man. We got to continue to rep for the culture. He steal people shit on band, man. Yeah, who, I, who I, I, I don't know. That's, that's what Aaron Scott, Aaron Scott saying Peter Ford or something Peter like that. Ford. I don't know. I've seen Peter Ford before. Oh, wow. I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm out about that, but hey, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Damn. Damn. I wasn't expecting that one. I wasn't expecting that one either, but you know what I'm saying? Hey, you know, shit. It is what it is. So <laughs> we gonna leave that alone. But hey, Cornbread, I appreciate you coming on on the show again. You know what I'm saying? Thank you, man. I appreciate you too, brother. Let's do it again. Yes, sir. I'm gonna tap in with you later. All right. Bet, bet. Bet. So look, that was a that was episode 84. <laughs> Peter Ford, I don't know what I don't know what my boy Aaron talking about, man. He might have you confused. He might not. Okay, he say he ain't even on there. At At he say he ain't even on there. So we I don't know. But uh, like I said, Peter Ford, I appreciate you chiming in. Hey, Rose, I appreciate you chiming in. This was an unexpected show. You know what I'm saying? We tapped in on some music and all kind of perspectives and everything. And, and stuff like that. But like I said, next Friday, well, this coming Friday, we got a mental health show. We're gonna get real serious. We're gonna talk about the mental health aspect, you know what I'm saying? And who you can contact, how your insurance can be involved and pay for it for itself and all kind of stuff and stuff. So <laughs> hey, hey, I don't know about that. Hey, I don't know about that 18. So I don't know, you know what I'm saying? That's y'all or whatever. But uh you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I appreciate y'all chiming on on the show. This is a great show. Shout out to my boy Cornbread. You know what I'm saying? Check out his music on YouTube. Y'all tap into that and stuff like that. Y'all streaming shit. You know what I'm saying? He does his own beats. He does his own videos. You know what I'm saying? 100. He's always welcome on the show. I love his opinions on things and stuff like that. But I'm finna get out of here and enjoy the rest of this Saturday. And, you know what I'm saying? And kick it with the fam and stuff like that. But I appreciate y'all. Y'all be safe out there, man. You know what I'm saying? Y'all share this, man. Y'all check me out on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Anchor. Man, whatever. I'm everywhere. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, I holler at y'all, man. Y'all be safe. Hey, Peter Ford, shout out to the Netherlands, too, tapping in one time, man. We international right now. I holler, though. <laughs>